Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Thank you so much for being here, as always. Today, I'm really excited to talk with Kevin Anderson. We met through, Kevin booked a reading with me, um, one of the multidimensional holographic matrix repatterning sessions, and some very cool stuff came up, and I was like, oh, do you want to come on my podcast (laughs) and just like talk about your spiritual journey and and your perspective and stuff like that? So Kevin's here to talk about all the cool things that come up. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Amy. So Kevin is a personal development consultant that works with individuals as well as businesses, and he helps clients to achieve more fulfillment in their lives. He works with businesses to improve production and engagement while helping employees create more fulfilling careers, which sounds awesome because I really think that that's one of the most, I think where we're headed and what really is ready to happen, like very ripe and ready to happen is for people to work like spend their life force energy and their time in ways that are fulfilling to them in careers and endeavors that are fulfilling to them. So I think the the kind of work that you do is super important. Can you tell us a little bit more? Like, I know that's the the little mini blurb that I ask people to give me before before we start. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and how it, it is that you find yourself on a journey of spiritual acknowledgement, spiritual discovery, that kind of stuff? Sure. Honestly, I don't really know how I found myself on the journey that I'm on. I guess it was more just having a lot of questions when I was younger, not really understanding most of what I saw going on around me. And that started at a young age. And then I think what really kick-started my spiritual development was the hard times I went through. So, you know, as human beings, we like to label everything. So going around trying to find help, getting the labels of depression, bipolar, stuff like that. You know, I've been in dark places, so I kind of accepted it, but I just didn't, nothing really resonated with me at the time. So, you know, maybe 20 years ago, middle-class America trying to get help, I couldn't really find what worked for me. There, there was really nothing. So I ended up just looking into things myself. I started reading, researching. You know, things got better. Things got worse. I cycled just like we all do, I feel like. And it wasn't until, how old was I? I think I was 25. And I had been dealing with like a lot of anger issues and stuff. Like I was just a very pissed off person constantly. Like I'd wake up hoping to feel well. And then by mid morning, I'd be pissed off again. And I had no idea why, like I wanted to be a happy person. And I thought everyone around me was kind of happy. They had it all figured out. And I just felt like there was something wrong with me. And so it was like a last ditch effort. I went, met this guy who did hypnosis. I went to his office. And he did his thing, but before we got into the hypnosis, he started talking to me about meditation. And we went through a you know five-minute practice round, and that was what really stuck with me. And there was no immediate change or anything like that, but I just started reading into that and researching that. And I carried on with that practice for a while. I fell off, got back on, but it seemed to be something that when I made it, a consistent practice in my life, my life got better. I felt better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's really where everything started for me. It was kind of just getting in touch with myself. You know, I felt, I feel like before I started meditating, I didn't, I didn't really have a relationship with me. You know, everything was external. 
And I was just kind of allowing external events, circumstances, situations to dictate my life, my direction. And that all changed with, with meditation. And so I continue doing that pretty much daily to this day. And even still, uh, you know, if I stop, I feel a gigantic shift in my energy and my flow, my happiness just keeps me grounded, you know, and now kind of have my life together a lot more than I did before. I'm still human. So I still go through everything that we all go through in life. You know, everything is impermanent. Everything changes constantly, but I can do it with optimism. Most of the time I can, you know, I, I know that even if things get bad, they're going to get better. And my mission now with uh, personal development is helping others develop relationships with themselves, develop that confidence. And then, like you said, you know, I feel like society in general is shifting and it's becoming more important. People are people are feeling empty. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the programming that we receive in the, the standard education system and you know, get in debt, work a job, making as much money as possible. It doesn't matter what you do, just so you can buy shit. And I, I feel like people are waking up to the fact that that doesn't provide fulfillment and, and any type of happiness is, is temporary. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of the things that I want to, I started working with businesses, uh, specifically small businesses, especially now with COVID. You know, a lot of people have been out of work. And it's going to take some time and effort to develop back into being a full-time worker. But then also, you know, analyzing what do you want? Are you really doing what calls you? um, Or are you conforming? You know, that's pretty much it. A lot of people have, through the generations, just kind of conformed. So if you don't have like a really passionate answer to the question of why you do what you do, there's a chance you may not be doing the right thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there's so many things that you (laughs) talked about that I, (laughs) sorry, kind of rambled on forever there. No, you didn't. It it was all beautiful and perfect. Like I, I, it makes me so happy when other people talk about the programming because for some reason I have this, I don't know. I I think I still have a little bit of a, a bugaboo about being perceived as a conspiracy theorist which is really funny because like I don't know why I would why that would bother me but it's part of the programming basically but whenever I talk like ad nauseum about or I feel like it's ad nauseum about the programming that's when it gets activated like I'm afraid that I just sound like oh Amy like you know you're just paranoid but to me it's so evident and it makes such a big difference in how we how we choose like the choices we make basically and what we allow ourselves to experience with our life is the the way that we're programmed and I think it really is like deliberate programming like you mentioned with school to to sort of um, encourage us to choose to fit into a box that may or may not actually have anything to do with our authentic gifts and our energy, our, our purpose, our mission, like, you know, our, our passion and our joy. And a lot of people, like you said, are feeling that emptiness and sort of realizing that the culture that came about, especially it seems to me like in the eighties, it was really, really prevalent of uh purchasing things and going into debt I mean I know it extended beyond the 80s but I think I feel like that's that's when it really boomed was that that sense of like buying things because you have a paycheck and because you get a dopamine hit when you do it feels good but then the objects themselves are empty because we were never taught how to like I'm all for buying things. I love buying things, but I love buying things that are actually going to bring me like joy for a long period of time. Funny because anytime someone's goal is to to buy something, you know, 
whatever it is that you want to buy, what you're really searching for is the emotion that yes. you attach to purchasing that item, right? Totally. And so what if you could get that emotion through a more permanent means? You can have that same excitement about, you know, from a car, but instead just get it naturally through working out, going, going into nature, meditating, you know, what I'm probably going to burn out the word meditation throughout this podcast, but it's just because it's something that means so much. It's funny that you said that you noticed that like cultural shift in the eighties, because that was right after the seventies when people were kind of starting to wake up, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of free spirits. And then I, the whole conspiracy thing, I, I totally understand your point of view on that. And maybe it is programming that gets triggered when you bring something up. But also, I feel like it's difficult when you feel like you can see things so clearly, yet you might be the only one in your circle that can see the things you see. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. been, that's exactly it. Like that's where my little bugaboo is, is that like feeling that I carried for the majority of my life of being like, but it's so clear. Like I can see it and, <laughs> and then having, having my people, my real life people respond to me in that way of like, Oh, Amy. <laughs> it's so difficult to do because people can always find evidence to support what their beliefs are. Totally. So you even, I've, you know, I don't try to, I never have really tried to push my beliefs on others or anything, but even when you want to help somebody because they're not, you know, and and I, we say the word seeing, but what I really am talking about is feeling, you know, like intuition, being able to feel things, understanding how they make sense. Um, Again, the programming we receive is to concentrate on our five senses, right? Our five senses that gets like shoved into our psyches five senses five senses forgetting about any other senses we may have any other gifts that we may have and just you can only you know only believe in in what you can touch taste smell see but there's so much beyond like our five senses are are they're inefficient right Mm-hmm. Like we can only see a certain percentage of the visible light spectrum. We can only smell certain things, hear certain things. And there's a, there's so much more to just this reality in general than what we can experience through our five senses. Absolutely. Totally. I, I couldn't agree more. And that was really... Well, yeah, I, you know, you know that obviously. But but I mean, the funny do. thing is, I didn't for a long time, and that's really sort of the premise, or it's not—I don't know if it's the premise. It's a foundational piece of. So I've just created this course, the psychic activation course, because what I found was that that that's that's the thing is that the information is all there all the time so basically I'm just giving all of you guys a mini little a mini version of the course right now but the information is all there all the time it exists through multiple dimensions and dimensions aren't places they are they are to me what I understand them to be is like just different bandwidths of vibration different different frequencies or different wavelengths so the information translates or consciousness translates itself in different ways at those different wavelengths and we are in this tiny like you mentioned the visible light spectrum like we're in this tiny tiny little sliver of (laughs) of information wavelength and we're dialed into it because our bodies are created to interpret the information at that specific wavelength. So it's really cool. There's like the physical is amazing. And the things that our bodies are able to translate is amazing, but that's not all there is. And when I, so I didn't think I was psychic for ages and because I was expecting it to be something different than it is. I just had like key misunderstandings. And when I finally realized that like, Oh yeah, it's just that there's more information and I have the ability to access it and also like it's not going to feel or come through 
in the same way that it does through my physical senses. So to stop requiring it to do so in order for it to be validated. And then just playing with that and and learning to, yeah, to respond to information that comes in through different different ways, not through my five senses was was really the premise. And now this is what I do. <laughs> and so yeah, it, what, what you do is awesome. Thank you. And I'm so I feel like this is what we all are able to do. And it's going to look different for everybody the same way. Like I can I can bounce a basketball, but I'm I'm never going to like, you know, be an NBA player. Um, and, and that's fine. It's just not like, I'm not interested in doing that either. So I don't have the motivation to put the time and energy into (laughs) cultivating that, but it's going to look different for all of us, but we all absolutely have the ability to receive and interpret information from beyond the five physical senses that we have. I always hear the analogy of like turning a radio station to a certain station, Mm -hmm. like the information's always there around, but you can only receive it once you turn it to that certain station and pick up those waves. Yeah. Which I think is like, is exactly why meditation is such an, it's such an essential practice. And also it's challenging. And also it looks different for everybody because some people have very dynamic body systems with a lot of energy moving through their physical you know, body and other people are naturally very still and other people are really cerebral and have a lot of mind chatter and, you know, like, so it's, and well, some people fall asleep really easily. Like it's going to be different for everyone, but the whole point is like creating that space of, it's not really, I mean, tell me how it is for you, but for me, it's not non-thought, but it's like less thought. It's more gentle. I, I agree. Thoughts. Yeah, I think that it's one of the things that can hold some people. I I think it's beautiful that you said it's different. You know, it's complete. It's it's totally subjective. It's going to be different for everyone. And I think part of the problem, just I guess human beings in general, we always set expectations even before we know anything about something or experiencing something, right? So with meditation, you're going to hear about it through most likely someone you know they're going to explain what it is to them then you're going to try to make it about you know you're going to try to make it for you what it is to them right and so with um, no thought that's one of those things where you ask someone who's never meditated you know what what do you think meditation is and a lot of people will answer like no thought it's never been that to me and in the beginning, I used to strive to reach that point. So I always felt like I wasn't successful at it, even though it was helping me, you know? No, it was, it's more uh, slowing down, but also more of, more of a feeling, again, like cal- calmness, um, sometimes even like being, being called home, I guess, in a way, like you're back where like you're when you can get to a point, I guess the best meditations that I have, I've become an awareness, you know, I still am aware of things, but it's beyond the physical body at that point. It's beyond my senses. You know, there's nothingness, but I'm still there. Mm-hmm. And actually like that was one of those experiences I had. Well, one of the first times I had that experience is what helped me really realize like I am more than my body is just being able to be that awareness. And so if you can carry that awareness with you and that mindset or soul set, or I guess whatever you want to refer to it as, if you can carry that around and just be witness to life, you know, even though bad shit happens and life sucks sometimes, we all chose to be here. We knew what we we were getting ourselves into, right? So I think it makes sense for us to try to enjoy our human experience as much as possible even though it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but when you can just be the awareness and not be reactive to shit going on Mm -hmm. that's when you I mean and it's hard it's not easy I know all this stuff I've known this for years I practice meditation constantly and it's still difficult not to react to things because we are emotional beings you know but if you can allow yourself 
when something happens, you know, even a split second of time to choose a reaction, uh, to choose a response instead of react, that can make a huge difference in your life. Absolutely. And I, I really appreciate you acknowledging how hard it is because I recently recorded a little, I don't know, like a ramble that I put on my Patreon feed about being human and having the human experience within the illusion and how like there there's no there's no way around that and that like it's it's kind of this beautiful dance of like cultivating that ability to be the awareness and to be non-reactive but also like being aware of our our reactivity (laughs) and like and so we'll have moments where we are reactive because we're here and the illusion is very very convincing like it feels very real and it is real but it's just not the only real and and so like even just like responding to our own reactivity is fine it doesn't mean you just walk through life in a state of constant bliss where nothing you know nothing phases you anymore it's just like where when you catch yourself being phased you can be like oh cool like right this is part of the whole human shebang <laughs> it just it's what it is 100 percent. and i think for those of us out there in the world that are more emotional it can be even harder because everything with with reactivity is motion you know something's triggering it's happening right away for me it used to be anger was my number one emotion you know and so when something would happen i i built these neural pathways uh, these neural networks to react with anger to whatever was going on around me and you, you can get through i think with meditation or at least for me and most people that I've worked with, you can get through those, those super intense reactions, but you're still never going to be perfect. And I think it's vitally important for everyone to be compassionate with themselves. Mm. You know, we, we were always so quick to tell everyone that we love, we love them, right? Typically, some people hold it in, but we, we typically express emotion we tell people how we feel or at least let them know that we love them. But what about your relationship with you? Mm-hmm. you know, are you, are you forgiving with yourself? Do you ever look in the mirror and just say like, I love you. I know maybe it sounds weird. I do all but, the time. <laughs> okay. So you, you, you want to, you are owed like this whole entire life cycle that you're experiencing right now. As long as you are, you, you're going to have to deal with yourself. Right. So it makes sense to love who you are. Yeah. And if you're at a point where you don't, you, it, you find it difficult to identify things that you do love about yourself, you know, then it's a challenge to find those things. Or, you know, you can change your human existence into what you envision to be the person that you could love. Everyone should have self-love. It's vitally important. But also, yeah, like you said, with, the, with reacting, be forgiving, be compassionate to yourself because you're going to, you're going to fuck up. <laughs> like, it's just, it's what's going to happen. Nobody's perfect. Totally. And also that like, there's so much value in our fuck ups, so much value. Oh, for sure. It's just, they don't feel good, but, but also like, how is it that our emotions became this big boogeyman? They're just transient states of being. They pass through and by so fast if we just don't resist them and just let them be there until they're, you know, ready to be gone. Like basically until we felt them all the way and we've received the, to me, it feels like it's like an, an alchemy process. So it, it alchemizes you and transforms you in one way or the other. And if you don't resist it and you just like, even your, you know, your intense anxiety or your anger or whatever, it doesn't feel good. It's not meant to be an emotion that sticks around long-term, but like, you know, there's anger is just really telling you that you're, that you either you have a, a trauma that's been triggered or a shadow that's been triggered or that you're one of your like really sacred important boundaries has been violated or something like that right like it's just like a big fucking resounding like no 
this is not, this is not how I want things to be. And it's a great motivator to examine things from a different perspective. And I, it's just funny that we basically are bluffed into believing that our emotions are not reliable and that we, they're, yeah, they're like boogeymen that we, we need to like make choices that are trying to avoid stepping on the landmines that bring about uncomfortable emotions, which it's just a really weird way to live. You know what, honestly, you just, you just made me have this thought. Our emotions could be communicating, like it could be our higher self communicating with us, right? So for me, with my anger, my, basically what was happening, I believe was that I was thinking about shit that was triggering me, right? Because emotions come from thoughts first. So if you're thinking about something, um, you know, your body doesn't know the difference between an event occurring in real time and you thinking about an event. And so we replay the past over and over again, just as human beings, it's just how our minds operate or how we were programmed to operate or whatever. So we replay these events and I was just thinking about shit that was pissing me off all the time without even knowing about it. That's where meditation came in. Cause I started understanding my thoughts better. I started being more aware of the thoughts that were occurring and, you know, living your everyday life. Like you're always thinking about stuff. Even if you're fully engaged in, in doing something physically, you could still be thinking about something entirely different. And so, you want to pay attention to that, but it could, you know, it could be either your thoughts just kind of going about doing their own thing, causing negative emotions, or perhaps it's just something in, you know, in your environment. Like I think part of it for me was also that I didn't understand people very much like the, the fighting, the arguing, the ego, you know, the battles constantly when we're supposed to be this intelligent species, right? We're so advanced. We're so much more advanced than the animals on this planet and stuff. And it's like, are we though? Right. Because as long as human beings have existed, we've been, you know, conquering each other. It's just been... You know, and so I think, Amy, I know that when we talked, um, you kind of shed some light on, you know, my history and past lives and stuff like that, which was amazing. So thank you again. Um, But I think a lot of my past experiences and my negative emotions were due to the fact that, like, I didn't have answers to the questions. I felt like shit was not what I was being told or educated And it's just like nothing made sense. Like I didn't understand all of the, and I still don't. I mean, the United States is more divided now than, I mean, one weren't it, wasn't it divided, I guess, right? But it's just ridiculous how we, but I, I don't know, we don't come together. But then I guess that's why, you know, the collective consciousness on earth is shifting higher at this time, right? Because it's been cycle after cycle of this primitive, conquering, ego-driven, left-brained society on earth, Mm -hmm. which is now changing, right? Mm -hmm. Totally. And if you're willing to share, what what was... I, I remember what came through, but I just want to hear it in your your words what came through for you in the session that we had that helped to sort of give your past confusion and anger and frustration a new context for you. Uh, well, first we started with my chakras, and uh, surprisingly, you had positive information into give me about how open my chakras were as we were. So Amy started uh, (laughs) talking about my heart chakra and then said, it seemed like I've done a lot of, a lot of work on it. And I told Amy that my wife and I went on our honeymoon and I was getting a lot of synchronicities to open up my heart, live more from my heart. Cause I'd always, you know, I've been very much about like third eye, you know, astral projection, trying to develop that. Um, but I was getting a lot of information saying like, 
the heart is where it connects everything. And uh, Amy was like, did you go to Hawaii? I guess <laughs> you could see like flowers and stuff in, in your vision. That like threw me off. I was, it just caught me off guard that you knew where we went and stuff. And you were like, that was good for your, for your heart shock, which I totally agree with. It was, it was amazing. So anyone listening, go to Hawaii. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but then we, um, you had mentioned that I was a healer, that I was a star seed, a mix of Palladian and uh, Syrian. Mm-hmm. And I had never really read or looked into star seeds or anything. I had maybe heard the term before. But since then, I've read three or four books on star seeds. And it's just, it's really wild how accurate all the information that I'm getting is um, in, in regards to like how star seeds or Palladians in particular handle things, what their career choices end up being. Like really pretty much everything was spot on. So I just feel like since we did that session, I've gotten to know myself even better and not as much from this life, but from like past lives and why I, I mean, why the world made no sense and still makes no sense to me. Why we, you know, human beings are so primitive and and do shit the way they do shit and, you know, lie, cheat, steal to come up financial, like financial, like, I don't, you know, money is like, I agree with you, Amy. I like to buy things too, but it's not the most important thing, you know, and that's what gets just shoved down everyone's throats. And then going back. um, So that, that was, um, most of what really resonated with me and, and I took away. So yeah, again, thank you for kind of opening up my mind a little bit into that. Well, it was a huge honor to connect with you. And like, it's just my favorite thing to be able to be in a position to connect with somebody, you know, beyond like when, when I get to go on a session with people, usually they let their guards down, which is really nice. And, and then to be able to just channel out information that wants to come forward and be consciously like seen and integrated and known. And it's so much fun when it's like, yeah, you're a starseed, you're a healer. (laughs) There's things don't make sense to you here, but it's because you're like your soul has already evolved through other experiences in other realms through this whole, like, you know, stalemate pattern that we're in as humans. So this feels like an, like a repeat of a grade that you're like, I've done this. Like, why can't you get it people? (laughs) I think a lot of us feel that way. It's really hard to, and and it's not a, a judgment against, you know, the, the ones who are, who haven't passed that grade yet. It's not even like that. I mean, that's a, that's a poor analogy. It makes it sound hierarchical and it's not, but it is, it's helpful. I think to know that like, Oh, the frustration I feel is not, it's not just for nothing. It's because there's a, an aspect of my consciousness that remembers that this is not the way it has to be, that there are way, 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 way more efficient and exciting and co-creative you know, ways of arranging ourselves and working together and existing in our environment. Yep. Absolutely. Amy, I have a question for you. Would you say that the majority of, of your client experiences are like people that are star seeds or light workers or something like that? Like more of a, I, I don't, know how to say like more of a it, it consciously advanced maybe yeah I would people. say that the people that I attract into my orbit are like I kind of say in my Facebook group a lot I'm like if I'm doing a live I'm like look if you're here you're probably a starseed because I don't know how you would resonate with me otherwise that's um, true but but that 
that being said, like, so there are some people who are really here and they're really like clear and mission aligned or mission driven, or they feel like they have a mission. And then there are a lot of people that are star seeds, but man, they've been through so much hard shit that there's still a lot of like human healing and human trauma that has to happen or, or healing that has to happen. And but I don't, I think I've had a small handful. Like I can think of some people who, when I connect with them, I'm like, oh, you're an earth human. Like you are an earth being. This is your place. This is where all of your incarnation experiences that I can, I am aware of have happened. And it is a different frequency. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they are um, less, less advanced, but it's, it's a little bit different. The programming is heavier. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Is that is the information that you provide typically well received, or by? Because I like I like ate everything up that you said. I was like one hundred percent Palladian starseed. Like, let's do it. I feel like. I guess even if I had met you twenty years ago, before I had you know been meditating and had the experience that I've had I don't know if it would have resonated with me as much yeah it you know probably, so is it I think probably what happens because I totally know what you mean like there's there's another realization that I've had where I'm like oh all this information is available it's like really a function of my conscious ability to decode it and to like have a context for it so it's not like it's not like you know if I heard something 20 years ago I agree I think I probably wouldn't have totally been able to receive it the way I can receive it now or I might not have been able to receive it at all but that doesn't wouldn't have made it less true and then probably it would have just like (laughs) taken a long time to germinate and then it would have sprouted when Mm -hmm. the when the conditions were right. So I think, yeah, if if we had met like 10 years ago and I gave you the exact same information, it might've, you might've been like, yeah, all right. You know, your conscious mind might've been like, sure, sure, sure. But it would have, it would have resonated <clears throat> just enough to plant as a seed and take it. Plant that seed. I can honestly say like, I feel like I met you at the perfect time. Mm. For, for in my like development or my my experience my path on this planet it was literally i heard you on another podcast and i was i was at the gym i was working out and i was like i'm definitely gonna reach out yeah i'm so i'm so so glad that you did and i i feel like that's the way it's really working out these days for a lot of people too is like it, we're all, you know, as much as, I mean, and, and I say this because I want to shake people awake and it's hard. Like my human self gets impatient sometimes where I'm just like, especially as the intensity is ramping up, like you were commenting about the division in the United States and um, I'm in Canada and our government is doing just all kinds of insane things. And you want to wake the other people up and be like, listen, we have to rebel. We have to take a stand and whatever, but we can't, you know, I know, I know this, that we can't wake other people up. But at the same time, people are waking up in their own time and everything is aligning in all this perfection. Like, I don't know. Are you part of my Facebook group? I think so. Um, I don't, honestly don't go on social media. I try not to go on social media very much. Yeah, no, that's fine. I literally only ever access Facebook specifically for my my Facebook group and any programs that I run there while my website is being created because I don't, I can't handle it either. Um, <laughs> the In the little beautiful bubble of soul space, there have been so many people who are getting like crazy synchronicities, crazy dreams, like big activations, and even just like, you know, repeating number sequences, which in and of itself sounds, I know it can sound really trite, but honestly, like people are posting screenshots of how many times their phone is, or, and it's not just their phone, it's their odometer. It's the timing of like when they pause a podcast, it's the, 
you know, like it's, or license plates or address plates or whatever. It's, it's crazy. And I feel like for all of us who are waking up, there's this increasing like cohesiveness to the collective wavelength of what we're, what we're experiencing. And it's making for all these synchronicities that like we couldn't have timed it better. And I liked at the beginning that you said you just kind of stumbled into this. And I feel like that's a lot of people's reported experiences that they just sort of stumbled into it. And yet that's just how it feels from the human perspective. Cause the conscious mind right. wasn't necessarily seeking it, but the soul was like, follow this cookie crumb and follow this cookie crumb and this cookie crumb. I'm like, okay, we got you here. <laughs> Amy, from your experience, because I'm I, a huge believer in synchronicities, they've been they've been occurring long before I was into all the spiritual stuff. I just didn't really know what they were. Are synchronicities kind of like your higher self giving you guidance without intervening in your free will? I love that description. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. Or confirmation without interfering with your free will. Because exactly like your higher self or your guides, which part of what I understand guides to be not exclusively, but a lot of the time it is just like our higher self in a different dimension. Mm-hmm. It's like not going to dictate your your path and your choices here, but it totally wants to give you like hint, hint, like this is the way, or like, yes, you're on track. Like just know that everything's working out and and we can't, we can't spoil the surprise and we can't give you all the answers, but this is, you know, it's working. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I always felt like I received them when I was on the, like what I would have considered the right path. You know, when my life was spinning out of control, I wasn't receiving the synchronicities, or at least I wasn't open to allowing them to be received. But when I, you know, I feel like the more that I work on me, the more that I open up to love, you know, the more I help others, the more I do more, I guess, the the more positive, loving things, I get more, more guidance. And I guess that makes sense because you're more open, you know, if you are living with a lot of love, you know, your heart is wide open to receiving love as well. Mm-hmm. And so part of that, I guess, could be the guidance that you're receiving. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that's a great point that like it's it's always there. I, that's really what I think is that it's always there. It's just like back to the radio dial analogy. It's like if you're not, if, so if you're having a day, which I totally have them, so this is no judgment or criticism to anyone, but you just feel off or cranky and, you know, just annoyed. It's inevitably that day that you freaking stub your toe or you are like, you know, you're cutting something on the cutting board and you drop a knife and it like, it's just like just these petty annoyances. Right. And it can even of course escalate to like big exaggerated annoyances, but often it's just petty ones and you just sort of, or like you, you like the light bulb, you turn on the light and the light bulb blows out and just like, Oh, like why today? It's because that's the frequency that you're dialed into. Whereas when you're in that space Mm -hmm. of lucidity and love and like that openness to giving love and receiving love and not feeling all choked up around it then those will be the days where you experience a lot of synchronicity because you're just in the that harmonious flow like you're it's sort of like having your boat angled to go with the waves rather than angled to like have the waves crash against the side yep I agree. I will say in relation to to that, if anybody here is looking for a real quick, easy way, and a lot of your listeners may already know this, but quick, easy way to get that, get your day started off right. What works really well for me is gratitude, specifically gratitude journaling. Um, You know, gratitude is one of those high vibration emotions just up there with love and compassion. And just write down 
things that you're grateful for. And some of those things have yet to have happened. But if you can tune into that vibration, you're going to attract more things into your life to be grateful for. And I think that was part of, and, and again, going back to the programming and stuff, you know, it's like we get pounded in our heads about scarcity and lack and everything, right? But there's nothing but abundance, you know, in this lifetime. And if we focus on the things we're grateful for, the things we're happy about, you know, the people in our lives that we are so fortunate to have in our lives, our pets, you know, anyone listening to this is, is, you know, I'm sure has a home, has food to eat, you know, obviously either has a cell phone or a computer, some way to stream this, you know, no matter how bad life gets, just remember you have a lot to be grateful for and focus on that and you'll attract so much more to you. Um, it's kind of incredible when you get to that, that frequency, you, you, you know, blessings come left and right. It's overwhelming. That's so true. And it's interesting because I don't, like, I'm journaling more these days than I have in a long time, but having a soon to be three-year-old, it just sort of changes things and you don't have as much time to, to journal. But so if anybody's listening, they're like, oh, I don't really journal or I hate writing or I don't, you know, I don't feel like I have time for that. I'm realizing as you describe this, that like, that's pretty much the premise of my morning meditation. I meditate for like a minimum of 20, I think it's 24 minutes because it's for a guided meditation. I just listen to the same one every day. And, but the whole time I'm not even really following the guided prompts anymore. I'm just vibing to like mm -hmm. how good it feels to have quiet time in the morning before my family wakes up sitting on the couch, especially this time of year, the sun comes in, there's all the sun shining on me and you know, just how happy I am, how good it feels to be alive. And then when that feels like kind of complete, then usually what happens is I start vibing on, the things I'm grateful for that haven't manifested yet. And I think that's really yeah. like really supercharged my manifestation process because like, I don't care if they're not here yet. <laughs> like I'm, I have lost that sense of doubt that they're, they're not going to arrive or the fear that it's not going to arrive. And even if it comes up in me, it's so short lived. So I'm just basically sitting there like daydreaming about all the good stuff that's coming and yep. feeling like yep. so excited about it. And, and then it comes really fast and really easily. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes you can get to a point I've done this where I've been so grateful for something that hadn't, I hadn't yet received that I've already kind of played out the You're emotions over it. of having it and I'm and I'm cool I've moved on <laughs> yeah, totally totally but thank you yeah totally like you're just kind of over it you're like oh that was great like I got the complete fulfillment of that experience that I wanted to have without ever having to like make it happen in 3d which is really really the you know the fundamental the fundamental premise of what freedom actually is, is being like, like you said, towards the beginning of our conversation, like you just have that feeling without having to buy the thing. And it doesn't mean you can't have the thing or you can't buy the thing, but just that you don't need to have the thing first to have the feeling. The feeling so is like, you just feel the feeling. And then if you do end up getting the thing, it's even better and faster and easier and more magical because the, you are already in that place where it just gets to flow in pretty much effortlessly. I totally agree. Life is amazing, isn't it? It's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> This has been such a good conversation. And I, I know that we have to have more conversations like this because I feel like this is like scratching, barely scratching the surface. But before I let you go, you mentioned that you'd read some books about star seeds and I can just, it's like almost like I can feel my audience being like, what are the books, Amy? <laughs> Ask them, what All are right. the books? Let me pull up my app here. I don't typically remember titles and names very well I kind of just remember the messages that I received <laughs> uh let's see here so are these in order oh a starseed guide 
Andromeda, Pleiades, and Sirius, Volume 1 by Ava Marquez. So a starseed guide. Um, I believe Bringers of the Dawn. Yeah, Teachings from the Pleiadians uh, by Barbara Marciniak. The, oh, a Radical Approach to the Akashic Records. I started reading that again. I had read that a while ago. It's pretty good. I thought there was one more. I, I would start there. Those were both the Starseed Guide and then Bringers of the Dawn were both, both really good. That's awesome. I have read Bringers of the Dawn, but I hadn't even heard of the Starseed Guide. And definitely that's going to be on my postpartum reading list. Yeah, it's... it's um. It was very, I guess it just confirmed a lot for me. You know, it was um, like, even, even in regards to my interests, like I've always loved the pyramids and stuff. And like reading that book kind of answered why I'm so intrigued. Did you, that was your last question, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, was. the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just like, have always been so fascinated and we, you know, human beings have no explanation we still can't replicate it even at 25 percent scale like it's just um they're they're for a reason where do they come from like yeah it, you know it, so we did talk about that it's just insane like even that to think that <laughs> that we just like function in the world being like um do dum 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 like this is just life and we have like physical structures that absolutely can't be explained and like completely obvious gaping holes in the stories that honestly around our you know our origins and uh, like how this came to be and that came to be it's just it's really funny it's, it's funny when you're in a good mood. <laughs> if you're not in a good mood, <laughs> <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, anyway, 100%. thank you so much for your time and for this beautiful conversation. And I really, really look forward to part two and I'm sure part three, etc., of this conversation. I can just feel like there's so much more. And thank you, beautiful listeners, for listening. I hope, I trust that you got lots of little activation nuggets out of this conversation because it was a good one. And I love you and I appreciate the powerful, valuable currency of your attention. I hope that you are rendering beautiful realities for yourself through this intended focus of, you know, what what feels good and what feels true and and the process of healing your trauma and deprogramming yourself understanding the power of who you truly are i hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you happen to be and i will catch you on the next episode friends hello beautiful being of shadow and light if you loved this episode and you want more you can join my new membership light codes this membership is the place where you will receive all the light codes that I am channeling on how to navigate the intensifying energies of this next phase of the rapid awakening and ascension of the human collective consciousness on earth, but also all the light codes on how to step into our highest selves to activate our soul mission to harness our magic and power as creators and to manifest the highest timelines for ourselves and for the collective. To find out more information about Light Codes and all the ways to work with me, see the link in the show notes or visit amybelair.com. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.